If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to another NPC bonus episode. I'm your host, N64 Josh, with very special guest, Metroid Mike 64, the creator of Super Mario Brothers 5. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, man. It still feels weird hearing that. Does <laughs> Super it? Super Mario Brothers 5, yeah. So, man, I have so many, I have so many questions. So many questions. First, I got to tell you, when Mario Maker 2 announced Worlds, the first thing I was like, yo, you basically had my idea come to fruition. And I'm like, there's no way. You had seven years. I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't try to attempt this. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. But I'm so glad somebody did it and did it so well. I've played through the first world, uh, talked about it, talked about it on my on my show yesterday. And it like I think I want to go back. Actually, I want to go way back with you a little bit. Okay. You, it says your your Twitter profile says rescuing princesses since night since eighty five. Like, how'd you get introduced to Mario? Uh, how I got introduced? It was back in eighty five. Um, my I went over to my cousin's house, went into his basement, and he was playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES. And when I saw it, I was like, "What is this game?" and it was just an immediate draw. I mean, back then, like that was revolutionary, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, so I remember going next day um, and getting my parents to, to buy a copy at crazy Eddie. I don't know if you know crazy okay. Eddie, but crazy Eddie, they, they went downstairs to get it from the back. It took them like an hour, but eventually got it. And um, that's, that's where I was first introduced to, to Mario Brothers. Um, and looking back at it, you, you see that Mario Brothers was officially released in 86 um, with Duck Hunt. Um, but they did do, uh, Nintendo did run a test run in New York City yeah, um, in 85. Right? And it looks like I was one of those people that purchased an NES during the test run in, in New York. So gotcha. okay. I didn't even realize that because I, I bought like the, I don't know if it was the deluxe set and there was a bunch of different NES sets. And this one came with Rob, the robot. With Rob? Yep. Yes. And it came with Gyromite and Duck Hunt. Yeah. And when, when people say, you know, no Mario brothers released with the NES, I was like, no man, I remember owning an NES before Mario brothers. And I was playing games like Kung Fu and baseball. Yep. And and all those so the black box titles, 
Yes, the yeah. black box titles, which Mario, Mario Brothers is a black box title as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that is so interesting that you were, that you got in on the early, because I, I was early enough with mine that I still had the gray zapper. That okay, was me too. The, yes. the, the Christmas. But then my, my best friend, he got his like, like just the year later and it was the orange zapper. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and I kind of like that one a little bit better. And I do I you that one. Yeah. But, you know, looking back at it, obviously the gray is the more classic, you know? Interesting. Interesting. I have a couple of I find them at, th- at thrift stores all the time for like, yeah, a yeah. I, 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 I so. eventually bought a couple. I even snipped the, the cords off and just used them as toys back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you played, you played one. We're going to go just a little, little, little trip down memory lane. So, sure. Um, like, did you play, like, did you complete Super Mario Brothers back in the day? Did you oh, rescue yeah. the princess? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, many, many times, you know, and when, when Mario Brothers 2 dropped, um, it was insane to, to find that game. Uh, I think the first time I saw it, they were selling it for like a hundred bucks, like the price gouging, you know, Oh yeah. um, okay. that and the Zelda game, Zelda two was a hard one to find, um, but Super Mario Brothers 3 was like the hardest game to find when it came out. You, you know, you went to Toys R Us and nobody beats the Wiz back in the day, you know, and they never, ever had it. And I remember one time I was able to find it and you call your cousins being like, yo, I found it here. Do you need me to pick you up a copy? You know, yeah. So yeah. out on yeah. the payphone. Yes. And then right. I remember when, when Mario World came out, you know, that came on the new splashy Super Nintendo. Right, and right. That just looking at Mario World, I was like, whoa, and Yoshi and, and the cape where you can fly longer than just, you know, with the raccoon tail. I was just like, yeah, it blew me away, uh, the Super Nintendo. So I, I would say I prefer Mario World over Mario 3. But but Mario 3 is a masterpiece. Like, I love everything about it. You know, I'm not knocking Mario 3 at all, at all. So it's really funny. I've just started doing these, like... Um these community episodes where I'm interviewing different people in the community. And our main question is what is the better game Mario three or Mario world? Okay. And so you just answered, you just answered in your opinion, what the, uh, what the better game is. And I love it. I mean, do you, I love, I love looking back at the hype and it's really yes. interesting that you said that Mario three was so hard to find because I never owned it as a kid. Okay. Okay. I always wanted it Two took me forever. I, I talked about it on yesterday's episode. Like, I gave my mom like all my birthday and Christmas money and was like, do not let me touch this until y- you find. And she would, every time she come home grocery shopping, I'm like, did you get it? She's like, no, did you get, you know? And it wasn't until years later that I even knew about like the chip shortage and stuff like that. I didn't okay. even know that was a, that was a thing yeah. as a kid. Right. I mean, yeah. there was no internet and stuff like that. How, how would we know? So, yeah. um, so that's interesting to hear about. I, I, now I want to do a little more research on three and see if it was uh, if there was if there was something similar with that because yeah I mean I had friends that had it I'd borrow it all the time but yeah I I, I, I thought company. it was more like the demands that like they put it on the shelf and it was gone yeah, immediately and that very well could be the case too because I mean the wizard came out like I don't know a kid in school like in school back back then that was not talking about Mario three like yeah, yeah. it was it, it was huge. 
And then when the Super Nintendo was announced and we got to see all those new colors and Mario riding on Yoshi and like you were saying, the, the cape, everything. Like, do you remember the first time you held the Super Nintendo controller in your hand and saw Mario on the screen? Yeah, it was it was and at another cousin's house who, who was able to snag the Super Nintendo before me. Um, and, you know, using the shortcuts and, and all that stuff, like the warp zones, um, was able to, to beat it at his house, uh, not in the first playthrough, but, um, so by the time I did get a super Nintendo, I had already beaten it. And I, I didn't want to tell my mom that because I feared she wouldn't buy it for me, <laughs> yes. you know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is great. That is great. The, uh, I, I was in a similar situation. My, my neighborhood friend had the, had the super Nintendo and we would walk like it was something like like two or three miles i lived out in the country but there was a gas station that had an electronic store tied to it and that store had rented games and we would go and rent street fighter all the time but we had okay. to we had to walk forever on these busy streets like okay. it was one of those things it was i would always I, I would tell my mom i would never ask if i could go do it i would just do it and then just let her know like hey yo i went i walked <laughs> She's like, what are you doing walking, you know, walking over there? But, um, but yeah, that first time holding the Super Nintendo, it was way more comfortable. Yeah. All the extra buttons, you know, it was like yeah. going from two buttons to shoulder buttons and the, the, the Y and X button. Yeah. It was, it was a really magical time, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, anytime you get the, a new console on your hands and even with the, the, the 64, uh, that same cousin came over and he, he just surprised me with it. And I was like, Oh my God, you have a 64 and playing Mario 64 was yeah. bonkers, bonkers, you know? It, so like people, my, people trash on it now, now, you know, like some, some people about Mario yeah. 64, but that thing, that thing was, uh, uh it's a masterpiece. It, it, you know, it, it was great. My problem is I watched a friend beat Bowser. I thought it was the end of the game. And I'm like, well, I'm not buying this game now. I literally just saw, I just saw the end, not realizing how much, like it wasn't until about three years ago that I finally beat it on stream and all my, the, the, everybody in chat was just like, you're finally, you're finally completing this game, you know, throwing the penguin <laughs> off the cliff and, you know, all the, all the, all the classic Mario 64 stuff. So, um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for you sure. It so, on the remaster. Are, so, which one are we talking? Uh, the 3D All Stars Mario 64. I I did play it that way. I think yeah. I actually completed it on the Wii U. I think that's how. Okay, um, okay. I think cool. that's how I ended up playing it. So, what are your thoughts on the new Super Mario Brothers games? What do you what do you what do you think of those? Um, I enjoyed them. I mean, I, I don't I don't like the the art style too much. Um, I, I like the move set, the wall jumping, the ground pounds, and all, all that kind of stuff. I, I think that's that's a cool idea. Would like to see those brought to the older uh, styles, you know. But um, I'm not a fan of the style. I really think that new Super Mario Brothers U um, is a really good game, and the reason mm-hmm. why is I think the the connected world map really made me enjoy it a lot more it, made, it gave it a, a super mario world feel to it and i honestly think if like the the art style was in a, a different direction and you know more pixelated more you know super nintendo I i honestly think it would have been uh remembered you know better and people would have been praising it more could you imagine more of the 2d hd you know, like the, or the HD 2D or whatever, kind of oh, like yes. Octopath Traveler or one of those, like I love seeing, those. Yeah, same, 
same and to see super Mar- like to see mario in a in an art style like that would be absolutely fantastic yeah one of the things that i love about what you did with with super mario brothers 5 is that, and i've talked about it on this show before but like one of my hopes was that nintendo would lean into their past and create a game where potentially bowser goes back in time and helps previous bowsers with dealing with mario and we would have to play through the similar like art style from that time period and then and then come back i would just i would love that because it would be so um so nostalgic for uh for for all of us that have have grown up with this for for so many years i 100 percent agree with you as far as the the art style for the new the new games i felt like on the ds it was still pixelated enough that it was like yo this feels but then when they moved it into hd and they smoothed everything out and it was it didn't really have any pixels any longer i was kind of sad about it honestly like it just it felt a little bit um like it was just lacking in a way like yeah. it was just kind of lacking some depth and stuff. So, but I also agree that the 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 overworld with the uh, the Mario Bros. U, I mean, fan fantastic. Like, yeah, I love, done done I love really it. well. Yeah, so. Secret exits on there, and there's a there's a, a lot of them. You know, it's it's really fantastic. You can skip worlds. Uh, I thought it was a, a real good job. It, it reminded me so much of uh, Mario World in that uh, regard. You know? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. You've been at this since 2015, so I'm assuming it started with the Wii U. Yeah, it started with the Wii U. Um, I had the intention of, you know, I should make my own Mario game. You know, all these courses should be, you know, part of something bigger. Um, So back then, you know, I was um, creating courses with the intention like, oh, this is a little difficult. Okay, this will be you know, my world five, three, you know, or whatever or whatnot. And before then, at that time in the, in the Wii U, you know, they didn't have the Koopa kids or the Koopalings to uh, have as bosses. So, you know, I would create bosses from the regular enemies in the game. And you, you notice it throughout. There are some courses that unexpectedly have a boss at the end um, as you play through it, mainly world four, I believe, the forest world. Um, and that's because I, I, you know, published those courses a while back um, and they had a boss at the end of them because I had imagined those as like the end of world boss. Um, but then when they updated, you know, Mario Maker 2, um, I didn't want to leave those Mario Maker 1 levels trapped on the Wii U and not getting played. So there's no transfer option from Wii U to Switch in terms of levels. So you can't click a button and just transfer all your courses. So I, I did it one, you know, manually, block by block with a, a gamepad, a Wii U gamepad and, and a Switch. Um, and I slowly, you know, over several hours was able to get one course in, then another. Um, and I think I brought over about 20 courses maybe from the Wii U. Um, and once I had them on my Switch... Then I was able to play with the new tool set, you know, from Mario Maker Tool. I was able to add checkpoints to old uh, courses that I made before the checkpoint update, you know. So um, now a lot of things were easier and smoother. Um, And then I had about 19 courses published already on the server by the time they announced the World Creator update. So once the World Creator update and the Koopa Kids came out at the same time, I knew that I can piece everything together. 
Um, so I had 19 courses already published that I couldn't edit because I would have to remove them from the server and I would lose all my likes. And some of them, you know, had, had gotten like 500 likes or 200 and I didn't want to touch those. So there were several courses that I needed to touch, some that gave away too many one-ups, some that, you know, I didn't like a certain section or there was a, a game-breaking bug in it where, you know, you'll be trapped. So I, I had to remove those from the server, which was hard. Um, and I updated them and, you know, corrected a lot of them. And there's still some courses in there that I would go in and correct, but I didn't want to touch them. Um, I didn't know how how much attention and how many people would be playing. This. Otherwise, if I knew that, like I would have touched every course. Um, so there are a few courses I'm not too thrilled with. Um, but, you know, I may go back in and and do a little maintenance on several courses and, and improve the experience a little bit. So correct me if I'm wrong. The majority of the levels are Super Mario World. And then there's a there's a, a handful that are three and then two that are from the first game. Correct. I, I believe there's 24 Mario World, uh, 14 Mario 3 and just two uh, regular Super Mario Brothers. Gotcha. OK, I, I will tell you playing through just the first world. It was like you, you, there's that thing you have to do when you're playing Mario Maker that you've got to go. OK, I know like when you hit a Yoshi and then you hit another Yoshi and it's not an extra life, right? You're like, Oh, I know I'm not playing. I'm not playing super Mario world. Right. Like you just, yeah. you just kind of, you just kind of know. Yeah. But, yeah. There's just certain things I hear. You, yeah. But you just, for me, I just look past all of them. I'm just like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to just allow myself to like, really like kind of, I just kind of lost myself in it. And it felt like I was, I was playing that Nintendo made levels. Like, tell us about that a little bit like what like this is obviously a passion project you can tell the love that went into it but like i mean we know the inspiration but like what 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 was the motivation what kept you going and like what what, some of the design decisions and things like that like just kind of some of the stuff in your head yeah i i wanted to stay true to the nintendo formula and the classic mario gameplay um i didn't want to I didn't want to throw coins everywhere on the screen. You know, you can place one or two or three um, and power ups. It's, it's the same philosophy. Um, I, I had trouble um, rewarding the players for secrets because really the only reward I can put um, was a one up block um, or a, a one up mushroom. I, I mean, so uh, that, you know, messed up with the, the live distribution I, I wanted to. Um, but Overall, I just wanted to stay true to the Mario gameplay and, and the Nintendo gameplay. Um, I wanted to add a little bit more puzzle elements to it, um, a little bit more flair, uh, things Nintendo might not do or possibly should do. Um, so, you know, sometimes, especially in the late game, I do divert a little bit from the Nintendo formula. But ultimately, at the end, I, I do try to stay true to classic Mario and, you know, not punish the player. Um, reward them for exploring and and playing um and you know i want them to get far in the game i want them to see more of the game you know and courses that i feared people might get stuck on or might have this one tiny section where maybe they don't enjoy or they're about to quit i made those courses part of a, a path you know like a skippable option 
So you do, you will come starting from world two, go into world seven. Um, there will be, you know, paths where you decide which course you have to take. Um, and then that's mainly to give the player more options. You know, it's more funner that way. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Castlevania three, how you have to pick a different stage at the end of the, the course. Um, but ultimately it was because one of those courses might have a frustrating element to it. Um, like in the second world, there's a, a, balloon, a power balloon uh, section, a side-scrolling, uh, auto-scroll uh, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, section. And I feared some people will be, you know, won't enjoy it and might be like, oh, man, I want to see the rest of the game, but I can't get through this, you know, oddball here, this power balloon. So I made that skippable. Um, so I hope people take advantage of that and, you know, actually leave the course and try to go to another course. Because it was hard to differentiate the courses on the world map you know you try to change one into a different icon or add a little element to another one like a pyramid behind it so you kind of know that's the pyramid course um but every time there was a branching path i i wanted to make sure you you knew you know that there was a difference between the two understandable yeah i love that man it it's Again, I've just played through the first world, but everything just felt so nostalgic. And I, you, you mentioned coins right off the bat. I found myself going and hitting the blocks that had that had extra coins, and I'm just like, "What am I doing this for? I don't know why." But it just felt right, you know. That's it felt great. right. Like I'm like this. Yeah, this is what I should be doing. I'm, and there were even areas that I'm like, I could have explored more. I don't know if there were some secrets in some of the soup, like the 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 underground level of super Mario brother. Like it was a super Mario brothers one uh, level, but yes. I'm like, I feel like there's some stuff I could explore here. And then there were a few areas where I saw mushrooms and I'm like, I have no idea how to get to that. Like I have no, I have no clue. I mean, I would have to go back and, and, and play it again, which is, I mean, it's fantastic. That's, that's very, that's very Nintendo, uh, Nintendo esque when it comes to, when it comes to the, the design of these, of these levels. So you did, you did an amazing job. Um, you did 40 levels, right? 40 different, 40 different levels on the switch. So were you mainly playing handheld or on a, on a, on the TV? I, I do have, I, I bought a, a external stylus, you know, like a third party stylus that I use. Um, uh, so I, I like doing that on a table and using the stylus, uh, holding the switch with one hand with the stylus is, is kind of crampy and un- uncomfortable. Um, but the majority of the time, if I got it on the TV, um, using a, a, a pro controller, um, I've gotten used to that. I didn't think I would. I, I, I thought that the pro controller would be like counterintuitive, you know, in terms of creating, uh, in playing, of course, that's the way to go. Um, but in terms of creating, but I found myself enjoying it and sometimes preferring it. So, um, I do miss from Mario maker one. I, I do miss the game pad. Uh, I, Obviously, I believe Mario Maker 2 is a better game over one. But when it comes to the Wii U, it was nice having those dual screens. Um, and, and on that, I used to create strictly on the gamepad with the stylus. And every time, you know, I want to test out my creation, I just hit the select button and suddenly just look at the TV and play off the gamepad, you know, in, in play mode. So uh, I do miss the gamepad element to it. But uh, creating on the Switch, um, either stylus on the table or um pro controller on the on the tv i used to get my co-host upset with me when they announced mario maker 2 and i hoped 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 hope that they were going to make an app for the 2ds or the 3ds 
that would allow us to create Mario Maker 2 stages while connected to the Switch on the TV and then wow. essentially turn it into the gamepad, right? Because it would give us the stylus. Yeah, and, yeah, that would. You know, and then you could just 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 play it as as normal because I I have a feeling it did hinder some, right? As far as creating with the I didn't want to do it nearly as much. It just was way easier with the with the the tiny stylus because even the aftermarket styluses, then you're not like you said, you got to set it down on the table or something. You're hanging on to it. It's gonna it's it is gonna cramp your hand and whatnot. Just not not great. Yeah, and in the beginning of Mario Maker two, you know when I when I popped it in in the, in the dock and had it on the TV, um, I was like, wait, no, something's missing. Like without that that second screen, at first I was like, man, this kind of stinks, you know. Um, but but I was excited about it and, and everything, and um, I I started importing Wii U uh, courses immediately in the first week and and published the moth. Um, and they did fairly good, a lot better than they did on 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 you know, the Wii U. Mm. So I was, I was like, okay, I'm actually getting a lot more likes in, in this, you know, sequel. So, um, I did better in terms of likes and as a creator. Um, so I was thrilled with it. And then when, when they finally announced the world's map creator, like that was it. Like I I was like, okay, they've given me everything. And the Koopa kids, I was like, they given me everything I could have asked for. You know, if they give anything else, that's icing on the cake. But, uh, that was the meat and the bones right there that that I I really needed, you know. So uh, I'm not complaining about not having any more updates, you know. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I loved in the the Super Mario Brothers stage getting the uh, getting the Game Boy the bouncing ball uh, yes. power up. Right, I was like, oh, this is a great this is a great touch, you know. And then I saw in your tweet that you've got the the Mario Two Mushroom is yes. uh, is available in in some of the yeah. levels as well i had so. to throw that in there man everything is better with super mario brothers 2 music i i i don't know it's just it feels right super mario brothers 2 <laughs> it you know what it's that i mean it's one of the most nostalgic games for me like when i see my my phone uh my my home screen right now as you can see super nice. mario 2 you know like i'm always humming that music um my best friend growing up we were this you know just we would wear out Nintendo power magazines trying to find any more information about, about that game. Like, so I was, it, it, it put a smile on my face when I saw, when I saw that uh, um, you added that mushroom. So, well, Mike, thanks so much for, for taking the time. Uh, Where can, where can people connect with you if they, uh, if they want to chat about um, Mario maker and the super Mario brothers five. Uh, Twitter. That's basically my my main go to plat you know platform. I'm uh, Metroid Mike sixty four, and uh, I'm just on there. You know, talk about games, and that's that's pretty much it. So, last question: Are you going to be making any more stages, or are you going to be uh, you going to take a little break? See, like towards the end, you know, like I I had the Super World ready, you know, m- months ago, but. I, I like sitting on projects before I publish them because once you, once they're there, you know, you can't really remove it. You can, but I don't want to. Um, and I don't want to get like these late ideas and been like, man. And, and a lot of times, uh, a lot of my best creative work comes from sitting on something for a long time. And then just, you know, weeks or months later, it's like, wow, I really improved this, you know? So yeah. that's something I, I wanted to do. And I could have published it and I didn't. 
and I wanted to play new games, but this year I was focused on this because I wanted to get it done. It was kind of like a bucket list thing I wanted to do. Um, so I avoided Splatoon three, you know, I want to get it, but I avoided it. And, you know, I wanted to sometimes just relax and kick it and play some games. But if I lose that creative flow, I will shelve the game for, for months, you know, and that's how, how much it was. The seven years is not like I was locked in the basement, you know, and, uh, just grinding, you know, like I put it on, on, on the shelf for, for six months at a time. So, um, just just working on it like that and everything it was it, it was a, it was a grind but um pulled through at the end i i play tested it and play test but play testing your own thing is you know it's it's not good you, you need other play testers so that part was difficult but it was hard to finally just put it out there and in order for me to do that you know i had all these courses you know that i wanted them to flow together um, so 19, you know, or th- I pulled seven from there. So 12 courses were stuff I didn't want to touch, but the other ones, you know, I had them all at me. I wanted to make them continuous. I wanted to make the Koopa kids have uh, proper, you know, checkpoint before I-, I wanted the rooms to match for continuity purposes. I wanted a treasure room after each Koopa kid. Uh, so there was yeah. a lot of things I wanted to flow and I had to create all those courses simultaneously. Um, and getting it out there, that was the most difficult thing, just getting it out there. Ah, I and, love it. And yes, I will be updating uh, the courses. Like I thought I was done and free of the shackles of Mario Maker, but seeing the response, mm-hmm. I do want to go out there and, and remove a couple of courses or improve some more. Yeah. You have to get a second switch and just create Super Mario Brothers 6. You oh, know. my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're if all, there's a Mario Maker three, we'll see. We're all counting on you. All right, don't. Yeah, don't. Right, <laughs> we need we need a sequel. Nintendo's not doing it, so <laughs> we 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 need you, Mike. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to do this again. Maybe uh, maybe learn more about your your history with Nintendo and stuff. So thanks thanks for being on. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs>